Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beja Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldajanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off. You're listening to the Shitlux Podcast, your guide to a more stylish life. Welcome to the Shitlux Team Podcast with me, Charlotte Collins. This week, I'm joined by Harriet Russell and Polly Sayer. Hi, both. Hello, Hi. how are you? It's a, I'm good, thanks. How are you? You're good. You're not feeling the freshest today, are you? <laughs> I know, probably not the best day to be on a three-person podcast. <laughs> yeah, I went to Brighton Pride at the weekend and um, yeah, it was a heavy one, but really, really bloody fun. I've been twice now and it's always just such great energy. Everyone's Even with the weather energy. as it was. Even That's with what the I weather, said. everyone's mm. just such a, like, such a good mood and like the tunes are great and everyone's very friendly in the crowd and stuff. So yeah, and I went with a group of my girlfriends. So oh, feeling fun. very like, you know, fulfilled. Um, hmm. yeah. in myself you know? Heather said she was on the train this morning and there were stragglers like coming <gasps> no. back Monday yeah. on Monday morning yeah. because well, yeah Ooh. the event um, like we went to the kind of like ticketed actually do you know what? I think the, the street party is also ticketed but we went to the kind of like fabuloso in the park thing which is separate it feels a bit more like a festival um, and it is a two dayer and we did intend on going to the two days like we bought the tickets and then I woke up in the morning like I don't think I've got it in me. I've got like, <laughs> Airbnb once said, I've got nothing left. And I was like, I'm going to have to be the boring one that's going to go home early. But then I think we were all like, I'm not sure I really want to go back to the festival. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, enough. we can have a cup of tea. Oh, yeah. Do you yeah. go for brunch? Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, thank God, I'm not the only one. But um, I was kind of sad to miss it because Steps headlined on Sunday. Oh, oh my God, you missed cool. Steps. Okay, but that would have been at like 9 or 10 p.m. on a Oof, Sunday night. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, hence no, the struggles this morning. Yeah, exactly. So were you supposed to stay over last night as well? No, no, no. We were all going to come back on a Sunday okay. night anyway. But I was a bit like, oh, I don't know if I can. I've got it in me to do that. Yeah. Last day on a Sunday. But I did see black eyed peas on saturday night who were so good is it all of them like no fergie's not no in yeah it, i didn't like, think so that's true. other than that that's the original lineup and they great. were like surprisingly great like oh. they did all of their good bangers mm. like ones that people want to hear you know how sometimes they're oh, a bit like yeah i hate that the new, new stuff, stuff like christina aguilera headlined last year and i've got to be honest she just wasn't very good and mm. like did a lot of like quite new weird stuff and i think mm. we were just like Okay, yeah. Jeannie like, in a bottle. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she's just dead. We <laughs> um, But yeah, Black Eyed Peas knew how to work the crowd, Fun. and like when they did "Where Is the Love," I was oh, like, oh so it was yeah. so good. Yeah, yeah. I actually saw Black Eyed Peas support Christina Aguilera. Oh, random. In must have. I mean, when would when did Black Eyed Peas get famous? This must have been like two thousand three yeah, four five yeah. I don't know um and I remember they sang all these songs and everyone was like oh so boring until they sang where is the love because that had been the only song yeah, at that point yeah, yeah. and then it, then it was good vibes yeah. Yeah. I can be, I can beat support acts though I once saw Taylor Swift supporting the Rascal Flats which are a big country band and I that's went, mad yeah. Yeah. do you know what I actually saw a thing this week um I don't know if, if you've seen it but it's been circulating that this time like 20 years ago there was a Vanity Fair cover you know they do covers with um like loads of different talents so it might be like the hollywood yes, edition or whatever. Yeah. so they did like the i think it was the young hollywood edition and it was like all this talent all these young girls basically it was like the hillary duff era and there's this one photo it was lauren conrad hillary duff 
and Taylor Swift all Whoa. in one photo together. Like and triumphant. Yeah, but the ca- the caption was like, imagine the t- that there was a time in the yeah. world where these people had the same level of fame. <laughs> like, yeah, how mad so is that? That's crazy. <laughs> Isn't that so crazy? Taylor Swift was just some like teeny bopper. And now uh, I wish Lawrence Con- Conrad wasn't as like seemingly afraid of fame as she seems to be. I know. She's just faded. I know she has like stuff that she does. But none of it's particularly like front facing. She didn't. Ha- I don't feel like she had enough of a career um, foundation to really mm. have a great launch pad. Yeah, did but she? I sort of miss her influence. Do you mm, know what I, mean? I do too. Um, mm. Whitney Port follows me on Instagram, which remains oh, like God. quite a big. Really? Yeah, yeah, like life high. Mm, I know. Speaking of Whitney Port, there was a Daily Mail. There's been a few Daily Mail posts recently, and I know maybe you should we just say we'll stop looking at the Daily Mail. But like, yeah. I cannot believe that in 2023, places like the Daily Mail are still making stories out of someone's body shape they're basically saying she's too thin and that's the that's that's the angle and they're not trying to hide that there's like how are we still in a world where they are writing things like that it's unreal they do it because there are clicks on that data must be behind it like we all like to say i mean you've read it i've read it so what does that say i didn't click on it i saw it and thought i did that's awful i fully like confess that i did i don't know why i mean it's probably just social um conditioning that Mm. makes me sort of pavlovian (laughs) Pavlovian mm. response to click on that sort of stuff and maybe this sounds really disingenuous but like I read it with like genuine concern I'm like what's, yeah what's happened I like, think that's disingenuous I think like is she unwell is something going yeah. on like I know she's had these fertility struggles or whatever so like is it and it's none of my business yeah, this obviously is it. that's exactly what I was about to say <laughs> but it's I don't know why business, yeah why there is this social conditioning that makes yeah. me think that it is after Caroline Flack died I was like, that's it, I'm never going on the Daily Mail mm. again. And I actually, mm. I called LBC to to join in on a conversation Did about you? that. And like literally the day after, and I was like, that's like, I was making the case for why I would never look at that again. Mm. And slowly you just seeps back into your I life, know, doesn't it? And I, I wish know. I didn't. Mm. I must make I more of an effort to I wonder why it's such a cult, cultural bastion. Maybe because it like plays to our like basis totally. instincts, right? I, I and that exactly is it. like part of being human yeah. and you can't sort of beat yourself up for it. Mm. But yeah, I mean- But we're feeling a beast by looking at it. Yeah, yeah. And I think like, we i don't know if it's like a female thing particularly but i think we like looking at successful people who we deem to be like i don't know living a better life than us like having like hardship yeah, yeah there's a charm yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah because for sure. it's like makes us feel better about their own lives yeah or whatever. and i think even if we like to think oh well i'm actually like i don't do that like, i think we all do it to a degree but i don't look at the Winnie Port story and be like huh, something's obviously gone really wrong no but life. perhaps but perhaps the reason you click on it is a is an unconscious version of yeah. that. I don't know. Mm. A psychiatrist would have to tell us more. But I, mm. I agree with you, there must be a level of Schadenfreude to it. Yeah. But equally I click on them when it's something I would click on a story about some, I don't know, insane birthday party or something. Yeah. You know, when it's something, something positive as well. Positive, yeah. 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 Interesting. So th- when you mentioned steps, so on um I feel like all big bands from the nineties are obviously like um having their comeback and Bewitched were on uh, TV this morning because it's been 20 years first of all I can never ever ever hear um, <laughs> say la vie without thinking of you <laughs> like never ever why is that what happened <laughs> because in lockdown um, Charlotte Lou and I um, used to call each other like on video call and I think they requested me to learn um, that song on the, flute. on the flute sorry hang on with the, with the background that you could play the flute oh yeah yeah no, and, and the I background that, no, that well, also, made her play it on a zoom yeah well that came later <laughs> and can I say as well um, the other night like this is a few weeks ago um, Harry was like oh could he play it to me so I did and he filled me playing it and he was like you should add that to your Instagram stories oh yeah I was like, you did no. and I was like no no I couldn't possibly and he's like no you should bloody do it and I was like oh fuck it I'll do it I've never had such high story views in my entire life <laughs> 
that, that just means that everyone was sharing like, it with like, their friends. like, what the fuck is she doing? Social suicide. She's lost the plot now. But like, I can't think of that song without just hearing like, like a, like a singular flute verse. It's like, like that's all I hear when I think of it. Um, so thanks for ruining an excellent pop song for me. Ruining or making it for you? Sounds like she made it absolutely legendary, but okay. Legendary, but equally it just it just works better with like some percussion and full of sound. You could do a backing track next time. Yeah, you find someone to play the piano. Yes. Yes, it's like those buskers in the street where you just feel like you are doing the minimum. There. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, a bit more here. Yeah, let's work harder. Um, anyway, so then on my drive in this morning, I just it got me in the mood and I just listened to like pure nineties bangers the whole oh, way here, and it was just so good. Great. Yeah, including not Jean in a bottle, but come on over. Oh, one yeah. of the best songs of that era. Do you know, I've mentioned this on the podcast probably three times already, but my favourite song when I was about, I don't know, probably 12 or 13 mm. was Samantha Mumba. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah, we talked about it. Yeah, we had to Google the song, we couldn't get our heads there. And there's a couple of um, like Darius Dinesh songs yeah. that like oh, really speak to me. R.I.P. Have you also heard S Cub's new song? Is it kind of like Reach or is it kind of like... Don't stop. Never had a dream come true. No, I'm no, it's somewhere like... in the middle, I would say, but it feels quite like sparkly S Club, and I used oh. to be such an S Club stan. So oh, me too. Was, like, great to they see came and played there. at my uni when they were only S Club three. Yeah, <laughs> but they did that. Joe time. Bradley and. Tina? Tina. Tina. Mm. But now they've like... But, yeah, but they were still always... great. I mean, yeah. they, it, was, it was a bit backing track, but even still. I guess if you play the bangers... People went mental. Sugar yeah. Bates played at my uni. In oh my end of Freshers Week. Yeah. Iconic. And the Blue played my... Oh no, hang on, such a lie. I'm really sorry, that's such a lie. I saw she closed it. It was girls, was it girls allowed without Cheryl? Was that ever a time? Without Cheryl, Oh yeah, did Cheryl no. leave and like do her own no. thing? Well, she Twitter. went solo, but that up. was after the band had really sort of I like, need to stopped. ask my friends who that was then. I can just remember a girl, but... Oh, it was the Saturdays. Oh, it was legendary. Saturdays. I love yeah. the Saturdays. Um, okay. I saw Frankie, what's her face? Bridge. Do, Bridge do um, a TikTok the other day, which was like ranking the Saturday song. So they would play like little snippets <laughs> oh, of a song cool. and she would be like, okay number nine or like number seven or whatever and i can't remember but i disagreed with everything she said but it also made me realize that they had so many good songs but they didn't have a uk number one until their one was no and they had a really good reality show on t4 for a while Oh, the Saturdays. They did. It and followed it them while her... they were trying to break America. But when she had, she was having the terrible panic attacks. Yeah, and also Molly okay. had an yeah, Molly had an injury, so she was sort of logging that as well. It was good. Mm, it, it was good. I remember that. I didn't know. Mentioning yeah. Blue though, I have heard the funniest story. So if anyone listens to the Unpopular Opinions podcast. I think I know the one you're about she to say. Really. It's hilarious. It yeah. So funny. I was literally laughing. Oh, no, wait. I saw this. This <laughs> yeah. is about Lee Ryan thinking that someone was crying. Because Okay, sorry. Sorry. Go <laughs> For anyone one, watching yeah. who's not familiar, it's the best story, which is this girl talks about how she'd like been in hospital for a while and she'd really not been very well. And basically, it turned out she was 14 weeks pregnant. I'm not sure that's like the whole story, but like that is the, the sort of takeaway. And she was pretty upset about it. Again, they don't give a lot of details as to why that wouldn't be a happy thing for her, but it wasn't. So she came out of hospital still kind of in denial and decided to go to the supermarket and buy three pregnancy tests to take home and confirm. And she's in the aisle to pay. And she's so upset and she's burst into tears. And it turns out Lee from Blue is behind her and pulls her into this massive hug and says to the person that he's with, it's okay, I think she's just really overwhelmed to meet me. And this was recently, was like, right? No, this no, is no. not like the height of Lee no, Ryan's like, no. I guess yeah. a few months ago, I don't know. And did but... she try to be like, no, no, this isn't yeah. about you? He's like, it's okay, babe. It's okay. Like, right? Do you want a selfie? <laughs> a selfie? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so cringe. Cringe. Oh, my God. 
Yeah, you'd be absolutely mortified, wouldn't you, if you heard that and you really right. I do think a young Dun- Duncan James is still like my number one. Oh yeah, I, he was a pinup. He mm. still is actually. I saw him on Gogglebox last night and I was just like, yeah. Yeah, he was still, he was a, a He was nice still a hug, wasn't he? Yeah. 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 Um, I'm re-watching Gossip Girl at the moment and just like... Ninth time round? Yeah, like a thousand time <laughs> round. And Chase Crawford is just like not know, human. He's, he's like stunning. he's just so stunning. Like I can't, like it, like, literally, I'm, it's like I'm giggling talking about him. But I was a Chuck Bass girl. I was not a Nate Archibald girl. Do you know yeah, what? Watching it as an adult, it's all about Nate Archibald. Is it he's really? so uncomplicated. Oh, he's loyal. He's so fit. Like, yeah. <laughs> he's not very exciting, though. Chuck's just so unpredictable. Yeah, but he's too exciting. Fuck that. <laughs> you want yeah. you need to, what I, need I do remember life. is there's a season, you'll be able to tell me which one it is. Is it like three or four where Chuck and Blair are like, literally so on and off that you can't even keep up yeah i think it's three because mm. i think that's where i am at the moment it's when he's like opened the club and it's all really yeah. confusing um I, I feel like when i watch it i realize how much i hate every single storyline like someone new, an external person comes in and i'm like oh, i hate them and then you remember that like ivy's coming up and i'm like mm. oh, oh, God, I and then like i'm in the scott era at the moment it's all really boring and irritating but yeah carter basin's just back on the scene then you remember about the stupid trip there's all of that when oh, Serena has yeah, it and they crash the car. Oh. oh, so I've got all that to come. Like, so I don't really I know what I'm doing. I swear the white party is like the last good episode. That's sort of, so that's why I picked up because I fancied something really summary and I was like, oh, okay, that, that's a really summary episode of TV. <laughs> which is like the first season of season, uh, first first episode episode of season, season two. two yeah. Exactly, which is why I'm now on season four. Just, <laughs> um, Polly, are you watching anything good at the moment? No, I have to be honest. Yesterday I had like a big rot day on the sofa. Mm, Obviously nice. came home, I ordered Deliveroo twice and I was like... <laughs> Today I'm going to watch only mindless TV and my friend was around and she was like, do you know what might be perfect for us right now is a show on Netflix called Mer People and (laughs) (laughs) it is literally what it says on the tin and like it's just people who trade to become Mermaid. Oh, not this again. Well, I was gonna say we talked about we this. Talked about no, this. but this is fascinating because we need we had some questions oh, we did. when we last talked. Maybe about Polly this. can answer them. Now. Yeah. Well, I did fall asleep. Oh. I like, have a lovely nap on the sofa. Like it was just perfect because you know when you can sort of multi-screen mm-hmm. and yeah. like you know lie down, fall asleep a little bit, and also when you're feeling really crap about your life choices because you're like on the sofa <laughs> vegetating, like. It made me feel really normal. Um, because okay, yeah. people like take it super fucking serious. Yeah. So these are people, these are human people who real people who just to, just to from the actual. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> these are the humans. It's an important <laughs> distinction. But like, I kind of thought they'd be like quite sunny, like funny people who are just like, oh, I just love being a mermaid. Like mm. it's really jolly fun. But like, there are you know people who train people to become mermaids and they are so strict and actually quite mean but like, when you say to become mermaids well like what as does in that like look performing like? mermaids so there's a place performing. in i think it's florida and i can't remember the name of it but there's like um a kind of expanse of water which isn't man-made but you they've kind of built bits into it so you can go and watch like underwater shows right and apparently like the mermaids there have been kind of iconic for like eight okay. years and years and like just didn't know this existed but people become so obsessed with them and they're like i'm gonna become a mermaid and and it requires like hours of training so, so it's almost like, like a, being a synchronized swimmer or something yeah so it's like yeah. essentially synchronized swimming but just with the tail i think right and um i guess like look you know i'm, I'm laughing about it but i'm sure it, it takes quite a lot of skill yeah but, you know to like flip about in the water and not be like whoa yeah <laughs> just blowing bubbles out you know it's yeah. like just like <laughs> Yeah, imagine looking pretty underwater. Yeah. That oh, is some my God. feet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So essentially because you're like, you know, you can't really see, you can't really hear. Yeah. Mm. Um, and there's a scene where like a male like 
mermaid performer is like they're training the people and like he's watching through a tank and they're doing like sort of flips and things like that and he was just like wrong <laughs> bend your leg so oh, it's like synchronized doing that yeah yeah but then i i find that less like i think you know look who are we to judge but I, if it's if they're doing it because they're making a living out of it then it just sounds like a type of performer right like, well, like, like being in the set de soleil or something right yeah, yeah. i mean i I think they sort of are earning a living out of it, but there's a lot of people who are like really trying to make it in like oh, the mermaid performance mermaid world. world is there really big money in that world? I I don't imagine there is. No. Um, I maybe you can just earn like a comfortable living from it, and mm. it's something that you adore. Right? But they also interviewed some like older ladies who were the like original mermaids in that place that I spoke about, and some of them are just like oh if I could go back to that time I would Aww. do it in a heartbeat and it's just like oh that's actually really sweet that you yeah. loved time as a mermaid but <laughs> Jesus Christ you know you're like sitting there like what am I watching <laughs> yeah, yeah how like, this is so weird um and yeah and then just binge lots of Gogglebox as well yesterday oh, yes. which is just so prime but other than that I feel like I really need something I to know, get it's, it's the summer guys yeah, yeah it's, bad it's time for it yeah. well also it's only going to get worse because of all these strikes there's going to be no TV talk you I need know, to sit on what we need to watch mm. um, just really quickly I watched um, part of the first half of Analyze That last night which oh, yeah. is like uh, an old comedy with Billy say, Crystal and, old, yeah it's really yeah. old with um, Billy Crystal and Robert De Niro but there's a scene in that where they are, he's followed him to Miami and they're in a bar underground and there are mermaids performing oh. behind the bar like oh. exactly what you're describing so I wonder if it's connected in which yeah, case might be one what of those things where like you've never thought about it in your life and didn't know it existed and then yeah. suddenly I'm going to see them everywhere yeah yeah yeah, yeah. for sure yeah. yeah they're like and they're, they're they've got like some of them have got like a breathing apparatus attached oh, like okay. they're just kind of breathing through a tube that goes up yeah. but they're basically performing almost kind of behind the bar like yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is it weird to say I can understand that a bit more? Me too. I no, I completely agree. Rather I than don't just... understand. I think the girl we were talking about last time. It was this like fetishy type thing. Yeah, there. and it's like mm. pure hobby. She exactly. doesn't get paid. No one watches her. She just literally like shimmies into her tail yeah. on the beach like, and sort of like. Yeah, she shuts towards the water. Yes. I mean, each to their own. Each yeah, to their own, but that was more confusing. Than, that was yeah. more confusing. Yeah. Yeah. And this was like performance art, which, yeah, maybe I need to give it some more respect. Yeah, quite. Harriet, what about you? On Sunday, I watched yesterday. Okay. Has anyone else seen that? I gave up on yesterday, I Did think. You? No, I haven't I seen don't know it. why. I really liked it. I, this is me about the This is the Richard Curtis film. It's a Richard Curtis mm. film. And I think it got a bit sort of lost in Panny D times because oh, it was okay. one of those releases that sort of dropped and everyone was like, no, oh, was, okay, it, was it not before that? I don't know. I, I think really it was before the pandemic. Yeah. Anyway, like I say, it probably still got lost in the, mm. the hoo ha of everything. Um, and it's Lily James, and I think his name is Hamish Patel, and they play best friends, really, who he's a struggling musician and she claims to be his manager but really there's not a lot to manage because he's not very successful bless mm. him and in the beginning he gets a gig at latitude and everyone's really excited and then they go and he's playing to like three people in a tent and it's like oh god and he says like i'm giving up this is the end and on the way home that night he is hit by a bus because there is this like blackout basically so the bot the bus doesn't see him in the road and it's you have to suspend your disbelief a bit, but basically, <laughs> a bit. <laughs> a bit, yeah. in that moment, um, there are several things that cease to exist in the history of time. One of which is the Beatles. So oh, he, I think I've heard of this film. Yeah, yeah, he wakes up in hospital, and he makes oh, a reference yeah. to the Beatles. And Lily James, who's his friend, doesn't have a clue what he's talking about because she's not been in the accident. Mm. So oh, yeah. she's like, what are you on about? And then there's it comes out that there are loads of other things that haven't now been invented, like Coke and- Oh, I don't think I even got that far. I think yeah, I even got as far as- Yeah, it's quite clever. I got as far as I'm like Googling the Beatles and trying to work out like Beatles. And then I yeah. I felt it was really predictable. So just 
god i actually so yeah i can understand why you felt that way mm. because yeah the, the premise is like ridiculously simple and you do have to kind of go with it mm. and not question it too much but then ed sheeran plays a massive part oh film, yeah i think i knew that which i yeah. didn't know about beforehand and he so this guy obviously then starts passing Beatles songs off as his own. Mm. Um, and it's really clever, actually, because he comes out of the hospital and his friends have bought him a new guitar because his got smashed. And they're like, oh, play us a song. And he's like, well, okay. And he plays them yesterday. And they're all like, <laughs> yeah, that that's amazing. Yeah. And he's like, no, it's not. Yeah. It's by the Beatles. Like, what are you talking about? And his friend does this cool speech where he's like, oh, music nerds are so annoying when they name all these bands as though everyone's supposed to know who they are and like no one knows. So it's really funny. Um, uh, but obviously it's then like a journey and then he's being followed by these two people who you just get the sense that they know, mm. like they've been left out of the memory wipe mm. for whatever okay. reason. Mm. One of whom is played by Sarah Lancashire, who's okay. really good. I love Sarah Lancashire. Mm. Yeah. And then they turn up at the end and confront him, but it's not in the way you expect. Okay. It's I'm really, it. really interesting. Okay. Um, so yeah, if you're up for like a bit of fluff with not much like yeah. brain power involved, I, I recommend. Yeah, it's on iPlayer for mm. about another week, I think. Nice. Mm. And you've been reading a lot. I have, yeah, in my illness. Mm. Um, yeah, I got through like four books last week, which is That's ridiculous, amazing. like in read. terms of pace. Um, again, they're quite sort of like easy reads. So has anyone read anything by Emily Henry? No. I don't think so, no. No. So you'd look at the covers, and I hate this phrase, but you would think, oh, that's just chit lit. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to bother. But I'd really, really recommend them. If you're a fan of like Marianne Keys type genre, where it's like sort of taking chit lit and sort of making it better, mm-hmm. for want of a better phrase um she's got four books the most recent is happy place which is the one i finished well i finished beach read and happy place last week oh beach read everyone's talking about everyone's talking about it and book lovers as well came out last year and that was a mega hit um but you know i get all my book recommendations off tiktok these days book talk apparently they're launching their own book awards is that right because book talks become such a big thing and so the last one i got off there was um fourth wing okay and I feel like this is something like... But how, sorry to interrupt. How are you finding like recommendations that you think might appeal to you? Because I'm not. You're just I'm hoping not, for the best. I'm just hoping for the best. Okay. Yeah. I think as well, I think I was talking about this on another podcast recently. I was in like a massive reading slump for like mm, two said, yeah. years. And I just think I don't really like literary fiction that much. Oh, right. Okay. So one of the books I started last week but didn't finish that's quite. Was... A, sorry. That's quite a sweeping statement because it's just so many types of fiction well literary fiction is a very specific type of fiction oh, i think awesome. oh sorry literary fiction is in like about books no so within i don't know book world mm. book speak um literary fiction is kind of a bit of an american term i guess hence it's coming off tiktok mm. but um it's essentially books that are like quite serious oh right okay serious fiction oh, that's so one I of the books that. i didn't mm. finish last week because i just despised it literally from the opening chapter mm. was yellow face by rf okay Wong. yeah i know you've read that yeah yeah, yeah. um and based on what you had told me... It's interesting that you despised it from... I just despised her, like the narrator. Yeah, she's awful. She's mm. awful. I think it's supposed to, to dislike her, yeah. I think you are too, mm. but I think it's such a fine line, isn't it? Like, you watch things like Succession and not a single character is likeable, and yet somehow you're invested. Mm. And I just read, like, the first three chapters of this, and I was like, I literally don't care what happens I tell you, you the difference. I think in um, Succession is like a character study, right? Like, it's an observation, whereas something like... Um, yellow face where it's told in the first person you have to live in their head and yeah. that's quite different observational rather than yeah. like within it mm. yes that's very true yeah you don't live in the heads of any of the no. succession characters yeah good way of putting it but yeah so I just I just have had a hard time I think with books that like 
I don't know. I was also really disappointed with romantic comedy by Curtis That's Sittenfeld. That's the worst, literally the worst, most overhyped, worst book. Yeah, and it's well. all this like yeah. literary fiction genre that like everyone's like, oh, you should be reading this. Mm. You should be reading this. And I just open them. I'm like, everything is so boring. Like I don't, mm. I don't engage with any of this. Mm. So hence why I just went on TikTok and I was like, what are the cool kids reading? Like let's <laughs> let's try something yeah. new. Um, Emily Henry is nothing new. They're mm. all just like romantic comedies basically, but they're so charming mm. like I that sounds like quite an innocent word but I genuinely think like if you're having a bit of a reading slump and you mm. just need something where you can feel like I've got through like four Emily Henry books in a week yeah you'll do it because each one mm. is just so lovely and it's a bit of escapism, a, bit of escapism. Yeah, a lot of them have summer vibes as well okay um and then fourth wing is completely different mm. but I feel like if there are any like Lux girls watching they will be like duh you're so late to the party oh, right. but mm. basically it's fantasy which oh, right. I know so out of my comfort zone because um, I don't think I've read any fantasy no, since I've I read never, Harry Potter. I've never read, no. yeah, apart from Harry Potter. I'm not a Game of Thrones person. I, I didn't even watch the series. Series. I never Did you ever read them, Game what? of Thrones? No. 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 Um, and I always felt like I'd open the page and be like, the dragon said, and I'd be like, no, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> We're done here. <laughs> but that is what Fourth Wig is about. Okay. It's about... Um, but is it is it like, um, what do they call it? Uh... As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Uh, no, um, YA. No, oh my God. In some places, it's extremely adult, oh, if right. you get my drift. Um, <laughs> I know. It's a bit spicy. <laughs> so there are two really like spicy scenes in there. If anyone's like up for that, um, I didn't realize you like that. Oh yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me the page reference. Skip straight ahead. But obviously, the majority of the book is not about that. Um, it's the premise is there's a young girl called Violet Sorengale who Sorengale Sorengale Sorengale. That is that has got fancy lit written all oh, over. Gosh, yeah. It's yeah. just so Hunger Games, mm. isn't it? But I just think this is like ten times better than a Hunger Games. Oh, Hunger- it makes that. Hunger Games look dumb. I read the Hunger Games. Did you? Yeah, I'm thinking. I, I think I did. One. Yeah, yeah. and I read the first Philip Pullman actually, like not long ago. I yeah. thought I, I thought I should know what that was well, about. Well, actually, it's interesting that you say that because this is maybe it's more like magical fantasy than it is Hunger Games, like dystopian fantasy. Yeah, but yeah. in a way, dystopian fantasy probably appeals to me a little more. Mm. I can understand that. Yeah, because but it's anyway, more, cur- yeah. There's more like maybe human experience. Exactly. It's a bit 1984. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas this, yeah, it does, it's world building. And I think mm. a lot of people are put off by that because you do have to spend time like mm. getting things in your head about like, okay, so this is how their politics works mm. or this is how mm. their leadership works, whatever. Um, 
but essentially yeah this young girl she is sort of dynasty in that she her mother is like the general of this kingdom Mm. and children don't go to normal school they go to a particular school where they go into like one of three quadrants and one of them is very deadly and it's called the rider quadrant and basically children are conscripted into there for reasons i won't bore you with but she gets put in there because her mother wants her to like honor the family but it's incredibly dangerous and most of them don't survive and they get like death rolls read out every day and stuff and it's basically about her experience in that and then but the twist is so unreal i did not see it coming at the end Mm. at all and literally last night i had i think it's i think it's 500 pages and i had about 250 to go and i was just like reading because i was doing nothing else and then i got to like 380 400 and i was like you're like, I'm gonna have to stay up. I'm gonna this, have yeah. to finish this. <laughs> and when it well, there are two major twists. So when the first ones happened, I was like, shut up. <laughs> and then the last one, I was like, no, because <laughs> it ends on a cliffhanger. Ah, the uh, next one comes out in November. Okay, oh, so I'm very excited. But I, I think it's probably the best book I've read all year. It sounds. Oh, wow. You're actually really selling it to me. I like, think I might actually, go, yeah. like first fifty pages in, I'm thinking, okay, mm. stamina here. Like I'm gonna have to. Ooh, can yeah. I do this? Can I not do this? Once you're past one fifteen, yeah, you'll it's be in great. it. Okay, okay, good. I'm, so I'm in a bit of a reading slump at the moment as well. So yeah. if you're in a reading slump, I could not recommend it more. Because okay. also, you'll get to the end and be like, "That's oh, five hundred pages." Like, wait, yeah, it's yeah. true. Yeah, badge yeah. of honor. I need something meaty for holiday as well. Yeah, so. but holiday, Emily Henry. Okay, well, I, I hear what you're saying. I actually, and I've said this a couple of times before, but I tend to reserve my reading for. Heavy, I, I do like heavy I books. Yeah. I, do, I don't like. I don't read enough to warrant something a bit more fluffy. Yeah. Mm. So it sounds really. It sounds really nice if that's your thing. But yeah, I, yeah, I have to say I'm not. Re- I've never really been a kind of yeah. light literature gal. Yeah. Um. You'll try fourth wing then. I think you'll really wing. like it. Okay, noted. Thank okay. you. Um, I wanted to talk about some summer sensations. Cool. The <laughs> I know. Crisps. <laughs> <laughs> Not those kind of sensations. Oh, damn. <laughs> uh, the Telegraph wrote a feature: Yacht Girl versus Tomato Girl. Which summer look will you adopt? Ooh, so oh. this is taking two social media trends um, and saying essentially everybody fits into one of two categories. So right. Tomato Girl. Let's find the official descriptions because Tomato Girl is one I've seen. Yacht Girl is not. Right. So these are the criteria for the two separate types of girl. Tomato girl. Your holiday jewelry of choice might be fruit, vegetable, or plant earrings. Which, as an aside, not my vibe, but I don't not know if you've vibe. seen today, but on um, Netta Porter's New Inn, there are some Jacquemus earrings, mm. which are like giant croissants. They're gold, and they look like they're like this, but they're like incredible oversized gold statement earrings, but they're like croissants. Oh. I feel like I you need, them. need those. Um, go-to swimwear would be a colourful bikini. Your cocktail would be an Aperol spritz. Always orders insalata caprese. And your styling trick would be to never leave the house without sunglasses. Tomato Girl essentially is an adoption of the Italian lifestyle it's referencing Sophia Loren Bridget Bardot La Dolce Vita mm-hmm. they're talking mm-hmm. about uh, it says if Sophia Loren is the Pomodoro Signora <laughs> pinup, then for a yacht woman it's Jacqueline Onassis mm. Jane Fonda or Princess Diana on a boat in Greece the Hamptons or the south of France okay. the look is minimalist sporty and sleek but understatedly luxury too she's as likely to be wearing a diamond tennis bracelet as a sporty swimsuit or a baseball cap so the criteria for a yacht girl is your holiday jewelry of choice would be a subtle diamond tennis bracelet Go to swimwear, a sporty navy one piece. A gin and tonic will be your cocktail. Paddleboarding would be your activity. Your styling trick would be to throw a knit around your shoulders in case the breeze picks up. So it's basically sporty and rich versus Dolce mm. and Gabbana, mm. aesthetically. Uh, yeah. Polly, 
Which one are you? Oh my god, I've just been thinking. Like, I feel like I identify with some aspects of both, but maybe I'm leaning towards more like Tomato Girl. Mm. Interestingly, interesting, interesting. Yeah. I didn't How's, expect you to say that. No, I didn't either. How I think so? I'm more of a yacht girl, do you think? Well, because I, you know, when you say sporty and rich, I'd probably say I identify more with mm. that brand than like Dolce and Gabbana. But like. I do like a caprese salad and a spritz. So. <laughs> if pasta is the, the thing that's going to like nip this in the bud, then like oh, that's... Oh, it usually yeah. is the thing that's good, me. Right, exactly. Yeah. We're, I think we're all yeah. going to land there. Um, people, if you if you think of that roster of inspo, do you lean towards more of a Sophia Loren or a Princess Diana? Probably, Princess, probably Princess Diana. Diana. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like maybe that's, you know, trying to compare myself to either of those I people. Is maybe a bit of a inspo is taking inspo. It feels to me like Yacht Girl is like the foundation for a lot of people and then there are moments of tomato mm. every mm. summer yeah i think yeah? that's probably what fair about you girlies do you feel the same well yeah because i feel like most of the time i'm probably in the yacht camp but every now and again i like to jazz it up on holiday Why mm. not? yeah so i'm just going through my holiday wardrobe i t- i mm. i feel like you're a bit more tomato girl. yeah, yeah maybe a tomato. bit more tomato but i tend to be a bit more i think i'm more extra in my like day-to-day wardrobe than I am in my holiday wardrobe. Yeah. I wear a lot of white, especially this year. Most yeah. of my holiday wardrobe is quite white mm. and quite breezy. I feel like it probably would fit in that sort of like <coughs> yachty kind of yeah. Mykonosy vibe. So more to summarize, than... actually you're not in either camp. You can be It does say here that Tomato Girls uh, is a look that encompasses all things joyful, maximalist and Mediterranean. Mm. Think pretty printed sundresses and novelty accessories which pay tribute to the food and fauna of Southern Europe. I have a kitchery... Um, pajama suit which yeah, is uh, yeah, yeah which kind of looks like um it's got it's like all the plates you see in like yeah, sorrento and positano yeah. and that's kind of the fact with bowls of pasta and stuff Super on it so yeah. if we're basing it on that then, then yeah. you're quite a like girl. accent accessories girl as well yeah that's also true i like a bit of a color yeah mm. um, or something yeah mm. maybe it's true probably have you got holidays left to go and if yeah. so what will you be wearing i'm going to sardinia actually mm. for a few days in later this month um so given that it's italy maybe i'll be a bit more tomato girl. tomato yeah. girly although really thinking about it i'm probably my holiday wardrobe is quite neutral mm-hmm. so gosh it's really throwing i feel like on tiktok the, like to me tomato girl would have been the way to describe that the kind of evolution of cottage core like mm. there's so much of the kind of gingham picnic bandana yeah. um like tomatoes in a basket aesthetic out there right now that mm. that more mm. accurately describes that i feel like that's more more present yeah the word tomato the, is an odd one yeah i'd call it pasta core Pas- yeah pasta girl pasta girl recoining that you're mm-hmm. going to mar not oh, sorry mar- i'm not Bayer. i'm like, going to uh, yeah i've gone to mallorca mm. so i feel like i well i need whatever the spanish I feel like Spanish style probably lands somewhere between the two of those yeah, as well. Like it's some floaty things with a red lip or I yeah. don't know, something like that. I've only got Provence to go and I don't think that fits into either of those. Yeah, maybe prob- it's more, more yacht. yacht. Yeah. Provence, yeah, maybe more yachty, but it's just, it's just lots of white linen, isn't it's it? It's white linen. Well, that kind of is yachty. But yeah, yeah I suppose if the, if the reference is like a Jackie Onassis, I mean, that's quite a glam take on. Yeah. I don't know, do you go glam on holiday? Like I, what I do you do actually. in the evenings? Do, I do you? I do quite into it. I feel like because I finally have like I don't know, maybe more brain space to just think about it. Mm. And also I'm less maybe self-conscious of wearing things that are a bit more out there because mm. I sort of feel like everyone's mm. leaning into good vibes mm. and I don't yeah. know any of these people. So if they don't like what I'm wearing, like who cares? Matter, yeah. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, I do have quite a lot of fun with holiday wardrobe. Do you? Yeah. Do you? I kind of do. Like I maybe have like the odd thing, but then generally speaking, like I end up going out for the evening and like I think to myself, 
especially if you're just with like a partner, you're like, who am I trying to impress? Yeah. <laughs> and like, well, I could make an effort, but it's also quite warm. I'm a bit sweaty. I just want to wear something comfortable. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I, I sort of hate the kind of, is rigmarole the right word of where you like, you you come in from the beach, you put your makeup on, you go out and have a meal and you come home, you take it off and you just do that every night. Mm. Like I'd almost rather just not wear makeup for that. Makeup which is different does, dressing yeah. up. Yeah. Makeup does sort of hit the skids for me, I have to yeah. admit. Like mm. I am quite barefaced on Sunday. But yeah, it doesn't stop me putting on like yeah. a more fancy dress. I also think like practicality isn't like as big a issue. Yeah, that's totally true. Has anyone bought anything new for their respective holidays? I did buy some sunglasses the other day. You did? Which was a bit of a like impulse splurge, but they're just amazing. I went to Selfridges and tried on some Mew Mew, like kind of Kato shaped tortoiseshell sunglasses. And on the like arms, they've got like Mew Mew in like big gold logo. And they're just so extra that mm. I fucking love them. Yeah, they're really cool. Yeah. They're really, really cool. Yeah. All right. Well, I have to admit, the last thing I bought is for autumn winter. Mm, did too. Um, Got some brown because... cords arriving today. Ooh. I know. Oh, the Ralph Lauren ones. Yeah, they're yeah, cool, they're aren't so they? Cool. I, know. I love them. I'm um, yeah, I bought it in the next sale, but it's definitely autumn winter, which is from Blase Milano. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, I think Georgie's got it as well. Oh, you that, bought that. I love yeah, that jacket. I love that jacket. What, the little crops? Yeah, the, crop the navy, oh, the navy it's one. not a blazer. Oh my God, it's cool. so, I'm really jealous you bought that. It's yeah. a really, really good jacket. I looked at it when it first came in the sale, it sold out really quick. I was just like, okay. And you know when sometimes in a month you're not like in the financial position, mm. so you're just like, I just have to let it go. And then this month I was in the financial position and I just went on and it was there. One left in my size. Oh, I was like, it's meant to be. That's fake. Meant to be. Mm. Oh, I'm really, I really like that jacket. It's in black. They've got it in black mm. now. They do. And they've styled it so amazingly. Like mm. she's, I think she's wearing a pony neck underneath and then she's wearing these like black tailored shorts, like winter Ooh, shorts. So with, cool. with, yes, yeah, so cool. With then like a kind of semi-sheer black tights mm. and um, like a black point. I mean, it just looks like, like, damn, I want that whole look. Mm. It's actually much more oversized than I thought it would mm. be, but I think I'm gonna keep it because I can't. I don't. You don't want that to look no. too small. Oversized is. But like... I feel yeah. I'm gonna have to ask you guys for styling tips because on the bottom, I feel like you could end up looking quite sort of ordinary. Yeah. Because I feel like it needs a skinnier bottom. Nice with it. leather. Yeah, nice I with leather. Mm. Yeah. Oh, it's really cool. Oh. I'm jealous. So yeah, and mm. obviously it was like. Well, significant. it was, it was significantly discounted. And yeah. then it was the whole 15% extra. Oh, it's the same as this year. In terms of discounting, yeah, like yeah. it's still going on. So that was a nice. win. I actually bought a jumper at the beginning of the next quarter sale, which I ended up wearing out on Saturday night because the weather was <laughs> oh, so God. grim. It was so miserable. But anyway. Nice that you have an opportunity to wear it. it I feel like when you buy stuff, you want to wear it straight away. Don't 100%. You? But, I'm not one yeah. for delayed gratification. Like, no, can I wear brown cords tomorrow? That's yeah, the what, um, yeah, what are you going to wear with your brown cords? Okay, well, can I tell you? So my school uniform was brown cords. And a, and a blue shirt. Like, that's mm. what we're with the brown jumper as well. We won't be doing the brown jumper. But I thought that, like, it's a really good aesthetic. Like, the way they've styled these flares on um, Next Porter is with, like, a... It's with a denim shirt, which I thought looked really cool. They've mm. gone in, like, full Ralph Lauren. So it's denim shirt, kind of um, silk scarf that's kind of, mm. I don't know, is it some sort of, like... Um, equestrian print yeah. or something I don't know with some boots which like I actually really I'm quite into yeah, that exactly. yeah. I also love there's some amazing I think knitwear has got so expensive for the season ahead mm. like I actually can't go over the prices of what's drip, dripping in yeah, I don't crazy, I'm hoping it, it will get better but like yeah. it's expensive but there's some amazing Kate in particular I think the trend is coming from them but there's a few that that Alan Nui that brand Alan oh, Nui, yeah, yeah. have done I some incredible um Fair Isle style yeah. knits. And there's there's a really good kind of beige one with some with Fair Isle and a bit of red in it. And I just like, so cool. I'm gonna go like full throttle autumn. Yeah. 
yeah. aesthetic this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, the good thing about holiday fashion is I, I think if you buy it well, like it doesn't date as so much agree. season yeah. to season. So in terms of saying I have fun with my holiday wardrobe, these are literally pieces I wear like a yeah. few times a year. Yeah. So it's nice to crack them out. Yeah, I so agree with that. Yeah. But in terms of like making mega investments in my holiday wardrobe, I, some, some years I don't buy anything. Yeah, I haven't I'm bought not going to get the wear out of it here. Well, mm-hmm. this is it. Like if there's a year, like last year, I feel like in July, maybe I bought a few more summer pieces because it was, it was a good summer here. Mm-hmm. Whereas... It's, I, I really don't There's like no buying things just for, moment, for the sake yeah. of a week on holiday. No, so no. I'm in full autumn mode now. Yeah. yeah. Let's answer some questions from our community. Okay, somebody has said, planning a European getaway in autumn and curious where you would recommend that is still a little bit warm. I'm going to Porto in October. Oh, I've said that before. Really yeah, nice. which uh, I'm going with my family, my whole family. I haven't been away with my parents in like, six or seven years but anyway yeah. so they chose that but it's supposed to be really lovely there yeah, yeah. I've heard good things about Porto yeah. um, Lisbon also I yeah. went in February yeah. and that was great so yeah Portugal any of the big like southern Spanish cities like Andalusia yeah. or Seville, Seville. yeah really Granada nice. yeah also good weather or if you're prepared to go a little further afield Marrakesh still is good yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah Tel Aviv another one yeah somebody says I turned 30 at the end of August and having a bit of a day evening drinks party struggling with an outfit any suggestions welcome don't want to spend loads Polly any suggestions? Hmm, I feel like, uh, sorry, when when is this party? Soon? It does not, uh, end of August. End of August, okay, interesting one. What about like a fun linen suit in a cool colour? Mm. I feel like Zara have got some good ones that you could, mm. or Massimo Dutti maybe. Mm. Linen mm. suit's a good idea, because yeah. it's day to night, day to night. does the job. Yeah. You can always wear a t-shirt underneath and take it off for night. Whoop. Somebody has said, I'm looking for some advice on getting a job in fashion with very minimal fashion related experience. I've just finished my English lit degree, but my work experience is very much corporate over creative. I'm looking at junior fashion assistant, writer, shopping editor type roles. Any advice is much appreciated. I think we can both offer some advice there. What did you do? Um, I started a blog when I was to, to get some work experience and had no other fashion experience. I know blogs are probably a little bit redundant now, but I think you can just, you can show that you have an interest and have a skill in whether it's styling or like just an interest in fashion or just you know you have flair in that area by just like really marketing yourself I think on your socials um and including that in your application and then I think if you're applying like on the application front specifically to different places like really like honing in on what you like about that place that you're applying to I think it's so easy to really talk about yourself but like what can you offer to that place yeah it's really important second that I can't believe the amount of emails we get I get just with a with a kind of paragraphs about why somebody themselves is so fabulous but Mm. no no indication of why well no indication that they're even sending it directly to you not just sending you Mm. sending it to 15 publications totally no sense of you know, I'd be, you know, this is how I can help you. Like, yeah. we're, we're not out here kind of dishing out jobs, obviously. So, mm. so and that applies to anyone. So, mm. therefore, if you're going to be a candidate and some, you want someone to take you seriously, if there, especially if there isn't a role, then you have to show that you're really going to yeah. help them out, right? Mm. And be a real asset to them. Yeah, like just tailor your application to each totally. place. Like, mm. it obviously takes more time, but you have a greater chance of success, I think, if you do that. Yeah, totally agree. I also would say, really, really specifically, like this thing says a job in fashion fashion is the second biggest industry in the uk so i find it very frustrating as well when someone comes to me and says i want to work in fashion like mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. what does that mean do you yeah. want to be a buyer a merchandiser a stylist a writer there are you know mm-hmm. there are thousands that you could work in pr there are so mm-hmm. so many jobs in the industry so before you start reaching out to anyone or any type of whatever place of work 
be very clear on what area it is that you want to yeah, work in. I think it's totally fine to apply to internships and try and ask yeah, for some work experience saying you're trying yeah. to identify that, that's mm, fine. But mm. when it comes to actually applying to jobs or if you get to the interview stage, be really clear on why you want that mm. type of role mm. in fashion. Don't just I always say I work adjacent to fashion. I mm. I don't do styling, I don't no. do product, I don't like I don't do any of that. But I'm in I still feel very much part of like that world. Mm. Exactly. Given yeah my particular job but my particular job has nothing to do well and also that's interesting because it's maybe given your particular skill set right so it it might be that one's skills are not styling or something but Mm. you could have a role like your role where you get to be surrounded by it yeah I always think that you know our commercial team for example they they are in sales but Mm. they are in sales for something creative and interesting and And in a job like mine specifically I sort of rove through everything so I rove through fashion beauty interiors food and like Never gets boring. Yeah, mm. yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, my other piece of advice, Polly, is exactly like yours, is to um, is to build some sort of portfolio. That's the advice I always give everyone. Mm. Like, it doesn't have to be that anyone sees it. So you could have a blog that doesn't get published, but it's just to have a portfolio to prove that mm. you actually yeah. are into that thing. Yeah, because yeah, I think a lot of people would probably feel quite pressured to build an Instagram, but you don't it's have not, to. No, totally agree. You really don't have to. But I do think build a social build a social media platform that represents you mm-hmm. in the best way that mm. you could. so it doesn't have to be that if you want to get into fashion it's you. no yeah. it doesn't have to be selfies it could just be like you know share interesting news or your opinion mm. on interesting fashion news it doesn't I think yeah. of what's the account um, that's all blue style.com mm. that one like that's um, a really good example of a fashion Instagram account yeah or even like is... someone like Lou's account like very often obviously she does post the odd kind of artsy selfie but a lot of it is just like inspo images but mm. every time you go on her Instagram I get like immediately i know who she is like mm. what her taste so is so true it's yeah. a it's a it's almost like a tumbler yeah, tumbler, like yeah. A, it's it's proof Ooh, of board. aesthetic mm. more than anything so um yeah just have a version of a mood board that mm. yeah have a version of socials that is a mood board that mm. represents you yeah um okay somebody has said my parents milestone birthday this year and would love some ideas my mum is a tricky one to buy for from yorkshire doesn't like expensive gifts but it's an amazing milestone what to get a lady who has it all, loves to walk, golf, doesn't like spas or expensive skincare or makeup apart from a lippy. So she's asking for gift recommendations. Gift recommendations. It's got to be an experience yeah, of some kind, hasn't it? She's it not very materialistic. Like yeah. Like, I get with most parents, I get the impression that what they love most is like time spent mm. with their children. So if you can take her out to do something really unique and memorable, um, I'm trying to think of something like that it doesn't revolt like around spas or something and she doesn't like Who's but she loves to walk go for a walking go on a walking trip I tell you trip. what I did mm. the other week as well which might be difficult to organise now but I so about six times a year Highgrove open its gardens for like exclusive tours that you walk around mm-hmm. with a guide and there's only a maximum of like 15 people mm. in your group and you have to be quite on it in terms of like booking because mm. it goes really fast but that feels like really exclusive and like that's really nice fun yeah. and outdoorsy mm. but it's not it's not sort of rammed down your throat that yeah. this is like a really expensive place to be or anything. Yeah, that's lovely. I think, yeah, some sort of um, national trust yeah. walk or something could really work. I also think, in my experience, the things that go down the best with parents is sentimental things as well. Mm-hmm. Like I remember once doing it, what did I do? Like some random photo book. It was like thrown in as like an extra Christmas present and they were obsessed with the Aww. photo book like more than Aww. anything else. So yeah, I think if if, if in doubt, mm. sentimentality of a mm. book of a photo Memories. album which is so easy to make online oh actually that's what I, I forgot about that for my parents 30th wedding anniversary we did not only a book of photos but we had all of their friends send photos so it was kind mm. of through the years and then we had all of their closest friends send messages as well Aww. which I just cop- like formatted and then copied and pasted as images mm-hmm. so they were at the back of the book and they loved that yeah. easy yeah. win 
not expensive either. No, it's great. Okay, and finally, somebody says, I'm an Aussie here who has just moved to London and is in search of a winter coat recommendations. Looking for something warm, stylish, and good quality. Can anyone recommend any UK brands? I have an instant one for this, good. which is And Other Stories. Mm. I think their coats are such good quality. Okay. There's like a label sewn into it that's like, this wool has come, like it's British wool standard yeah. approved or something. Okay, it's almost um, like a guarantee of quality. Yeah, mm. and for the price, I just think it's like, they would easily, if that came from the row, they would charge two grand, but yeah. it's, yeah, really reasonably priced, nice. I think. Can I just say, before we get into the more recommendations, I remember um, Bella, who used to work here, mm. and she was Australian, and I remember it blew my mind when she arrived saying that she just did not own a coat yeah. before she moved to the UK, and I was like, imagine a life where you just don't yeah. own a coat. Like, How nice to not have to invest in like a whole category. Yeah, My, I mean, my sister has like three coats, and she's left them all here just oh, yeah. for when she comes to visit. I do, she's she's in Miami. I do yeah. kind of feel sad for it, though, because I love coats. One of my, I love yeah, coats, I love too. It. I, I yeah. do love coats, yeah. So where would you buy a coat from? I've actually got some really good, quite inexpensive coats over the years from weekday. Mm. Um, oh, yeah, people like love them. Yeah, yeah, they're kind of like, you know, longer sort of classic tailored styles. Um, you know, they're about you know, 125 quid, yeah. which I think is pretty good for like a good, mm. you know, good wool coat or whatever. And then in terms of like cool puffers, I think Ganny do them really yeah. well. Um, I think it's quite hard to find puffers that are like not a bit like mm, yeah. lame. Um, it's got to be really oversized. Yeah. Mm. So if a dark size up, but yes. yes. Um, and also Arquette, like yeah. Yeah. big puffers, they're also... Well, that's that, they do that perfect Scandi yeah, oversized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, worth a look there. Nice. All right. What about you? Uh, I've got a really good oversized puffer from Primark. Oh, go on. I really do. Oh. You've seen it. But it's really, it. it's a really good, like, I just sized up. It's like straight up. You don't want any, like, cinching with a puffer. Mm-mm. Like, no. that's not very cool. But it's like a proper Scandi, like, mm. really, really oversized. Um, I've also got a puffer from La Double J, which was an investment but oh, that was so cool. a sale buy as well, mm. which I love because I think it is really hard with puffers to find ones that are exciting. Mm. And if you, you know, if you like to not just wear neutral colours, it's quite yeah. hard. So La Double mm. J was a, yeah, expensive, but I will wear that forever. That's so cool. um, and... I would like, well, I would like a brown slash camel coat this year. Mm. Good to wear a lot of brown, just you wait. Camel's brown hard, I find. Camel's hard, so I think brown, I think I need a chocolate brown one. Yeah, chocolate. Yeah, but it will be our high street purchase, I think. Yeah. So good to know for those recommendations. But there is, yeah, there's quality mm. on the high street, there really is. That weekday one, also, the good thing about that weekday one is, I was just thinking about who has it in the office, and like, B, who ha- has it, who's quite petite, small. Yeah, yeah, petite, yeah. and then Amrit had it. It's tall. It was really quite tall, it. so it actually works, works for everyone. Mm, yeah. Um, all right, thanks both. Lovely to catch up. Uh, thank you for listening. If you have any feedback at all, please do email podcast at sheerlux.com. We love hearing from you. Don't forget to join the community to ask your questions for the podcast. And please do also rate, review, subscribe, and tell your friends. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Hey, everyone. It's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beja Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldejanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off.